What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 143. On this episode, we are first joined by Snappy to talk about our Patreon, our merch shop, Snappy wearing spandex to work, uh, my music stuff, politics, uh, the Megan the Stallion contract story. Uh, we got an email from a listener. Uh, we talk about some dating ages. And then Koopy comes on the last half here. And if Koopy's here, it's normally to talk about books. So we talk about some books uh, and then a little bit about some TV shows. So thanks for checking us out. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Hello, hello. Where's the, where's your thing at where you have a cool, fun shit you do? Yeah. I I use it Sunday. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're going to be on the music podcast that comes out this, or came out last Friday. So you use, yeah. that's what you're saying, you use yeah. your intro there. Yeah, two in one week, I don't know. I didn't want to say one it up, even though it's going to be like way later. I guess I could have done that. Yeah, I mean, nah. it's fine, it's fine. I, I wasn't feeling it today. Uh, so anyway, uh, first I'm going to get to, because we're going to have a long fucking episode, I can feel it, because we have two people on this one, and that doesn't happen often. Um, is our Patreon, patreon.com slash mo. I'll put the fucking link in the description, so you can just click it, and it'll take you to the website, and then you can sign up, and you can give us a dollar. That's all I'm really ever asking for. Anything more than that, just like, wow, you're super fucking cool, but the dollar... Um, as I was like, Curtis, I recently passed a year. He's been a dollar patron for over a year. Hell yeah. Um, I noticed that. Um, so anyway, thanks for Good the job, dollar patrons. Curtis. And then the producers are uh, my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Pow Wow, Jay, Marshall Darman, Initiative Bear, Snappy, and also all y'all other co-producers, because my mom doesn't listen, so who gives a fuck, right? She ain't going to hear this. Well, you other ones, y'all going to be on the podcast whenever. Y'all just got to hit me up, let me know. Um, I'm sure y'all are aware of that, but I don't know. Where is Hurricane Haynes? Hey, I don't know. Hurricane Haynes has kind of disappeared. Now, I do know, and I don't want to get too much. I know we barely touched on before that Taylor, uh, you know, is having a hard, uh, you know, has lost his wife, right. so you know his life's changed a lot. And I, and Taylor is as big in the fraternity, and I know a lot of people fraternities are dumb shit, and they kind of are, you know. But sometimes your bigs and littles, you do have a relationship, and you know Taylor or Travis was there for Taylor, so um, I don't know if that's affected it or not. But I have not seen. Dude, him that's on the really about the last time we uh, heard from him, really. right? And uh, he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't been on the Discord or hit me I up or anything. I haven't so. seen Taylor on social media much or nothing. I saw where Taylor went to the Thunder game and Stephen Adams held his baby. And I got a picture of it, so that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and then today I posted, I need to record a music podcast this Saturday, and Taylor is the only one that's locked it so far. So I don't know if that means he's trying to do it. And uh-huh. I'll hit him up, but I don't know how his life, you know, I don't right. know how his life is. I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to ask him and feel obligated. Right. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's the behind the scenes Travis, shit. Travis, come on, or uh, Taylor, come on over, get your mind off things. Talk about whatever. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then also, um, our merch shop, we sold some more merch this week. Uh, you know, basically this is what I've learned, and I hate doing it. You just got to keep posting those links. You know, on the episode that comes out this Wednesday, the person I have on tells me that. They're like, you just got to keep posting them, you know. Get over it and just fucking post them. 
Um, so I post like our merch shop this week of like, hey, if anyone wants to, and someone just goes, all right, I bought something. Hell yeah. And I was like, well, hell yeah. So I just really got to keep posting the music links, the merch links, all the shit. Um, anyway, we got podcast merch. Last week I said I was going to make a new one. I fucking forgot until this moment. So we'll see when it happens. And um, anyway, how's your week been? It's been good. You had an eventful day? I did. I had a good day today at work. So where I work, there's some girls that uh, wear uh, these... Uh, Tight, tight spandex. So is that what is that what the term is for? What, yeah, what are they called? I don't know what they're called. Leggings. Leggings. Is that what they're I called? I think that's what they call them. Anyway, yeah, that skin tight shit. I mean, you can see everything, right? Especially the ones that don't wear drawers, right? So I mean, which they don't wear with those usually, right? Because you and, have panty line, right? Like that. And so it's been kind of a thing. Last, I guess, last week a new girl got sent home and made change clothes. I guess, and they said they're. Yoga pants is what they called them. Can't, okay, that's they, a good name. They, they said yoga pants can't be see through, and I was like, I didn't see no see through pants around here, you know. Right. And so I was kind of, you know, saying, you know, I bet if I wore fucking spandex up here, I'd get sent home, you know. And someone kind of dared me yesterday, so I showed up today, and I bust in the safety meeting with uh, nothing but spandex on, and I, you know, I'm 286 pounds, you know, and I right. wore this big old baseball cup, and I done a little shimmy, and I came into, you know, I'm too sexy for my shirt, the song blasting, so it was, it was it was good. I mean, I couldn't go anywhere in the department today without fucking getting fist bumps and fucking people grinning ear to ear. I mean, it fucking made people's day. So, well, hell yeah big man on campus hell yeah uh speaking of too sexy for my shirt when i was like four years old me and my aunt rachel called into a radio station to request that song so hell that's why yeah. every time it's brought up i always think about that that's funny um i fucking loved it <laughs> I was yeah. like, yes play that fucking song that's the one i want do a remix no I'm just we need to, honestly I've, i'm gonna talk about it here because i don't like to tweet about it and stuff because i it's weird being like the music industry. I've done quotes. You don't can see it. You know, if you're listening of, um, you know, people don't like it when you talk about shit before you're doing shit. You know, if I'm like, Hey, I plan on doing this in June, which is what I'm about to say. People will be like, I don't give a fuck. It's not June. You know, right. and I'd be like, wait, fuck you. So, uh, my goal is cause in June, that'll be a year of selling beats. I'm going to try to put out a new beat every day of June, but that that's 30 days. If I find my, maybe it's 31. I'm pretty sure it's 30. Um, I'll look it up. It's 30 in June. I know so the rhyme. <laughs> awesome. And uh, so anyway, I got to have 30 beats ready to go for that, right? And um, we'll see if I can pull it off before then. Uh, so that's something I'm doing on the side. And then I also uploaded uh, today a little three-song stoner EP called Smoke Break. So that'll come out April 3rd. So everyone look out for that shit. Oh, yeah. You showed me the cover art earlier. It was pretty fucking badass. Yeah, I think the cover art. I'm getting a little better at the cover art. I had a whole different cover art the day, yesterday, day. And then last night, I was like, fuck, I got to change it. It wasn't good enough. Oh. And then I spent all night making that. So um, worked out well, though. I think it turned out good. And then, uh, you know, still doing the whole fucking beat tapes. Uh -huh. So I'm doing a lot of shit. Well, I've seen where you uh, made over 100 beats already. Oh, yeah. So since my 100 beat challenge, I have made 100 beats. At least. I made a few more that I didn't count in my little numbering system, but yeah. So Hell that's pretty yeah. Cool. Pretty cool. But I have to stop and, uh, you know, do shit. You can't just always be making beats all the time. You gotta put something to go with the beat. Right. Exactly. And I have been writing, like I said, I have the three songs coming out, and then I have a collab I'm trying to do. Uh, 
that's like fucking hard because I'm like the beat's so good. I want it to be really Dang, good. And what what rapper used to say, uh, "Let the beat drop." I'm sure a lot of them have said that, but I don't, I don't know, know that one took, specific. You, you took that shit serious. Yeah, for sure. It's very very true. Um, all right. So in the world, uh, politic wise, Super Tuesday happened, and a bunch of people dropped out of the presidential race. And uh, so just to touch on that shit, to my knowledge, only people left are Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and there Mike Bloomberg dropped out too, right? Yes. So maybe it's just them three. Yes. So I, I would assume Elizabeth Warren's going to drop out before this episode comes out, but then again, I would thought she would have already dropped out by now. So who the fuck knows? It's who funny. Knows? I I walked through the house uh, yesterday or the day before, and my daughter was trying to bait me into political discussion, and she goes, "Yeah, I really like Elizabeth Warren." I said, "Really." And she said, yeah, and I kept on walking. So I avoided it. <laughs> right. Um, a lot of people do like Warren. You know, I would say most Democrats that I know on my timeline did like Warren. But votes did not turn out that way in Oklahoma on Super Tuesday. And uh, I did get to vote in the Democratic primary being an independent. I think it's interesting because the last presidential election, it was reversed. Um, they had open primaries for Republicans but closed primaries for Democrats, where I couldn't vote in the Democrats, but I could vote in the Republicans. And then since then, they have swapped the rules in the state to where now independents can't do Republicans, but they can do Democrats primary. So anyway, interesting. Well, I thought that they independent just did. was to be able to do either one. They used to be on, not to be able to do either one. Well, I know. And so now they're like... Because I remember last year, because it wasn't me, but someone I know right. had the same type of thing. So um, really what it is, is they didn't think you're going to negatively affect it. it I mean, I understand the pros and cons for and with because you're thinking, are you going to win them over versus, um, yeah, but are they going to vote some stupid shit because they don't oh, even care about the party? They're trying to get who they want in, but then they should open it up after that. Okay, you got who you wanted in in the final three. That's good enough. Right. So it's right? It's kind of weird. So anyway, Joe Biden takes a big commanding lead over everyone somehow. Is he the one that was all touchy feely? Is that oh, yeah, him? yeah, that's him. But I mean, so is I mean, Trump's done some weird shit too. I well, think they cancel each other out, and that's not good for the Democrats if they're the ones hating on Trump, and yet they're like, well, let's put this. And again, I don't think Joe Biden's done anything quite as crazy as Trump. Um, my issue really with Joe Biden is uh, he just seems old mentally. You know, like a lot, every one of these candidates are old as fuck, but they don't all seem as old mentally. Like they seem different ages mentally. And Joe Biden just is fucking over it when I hear him talk. You know, he just seems so tired and worn out. Then I'm like, why is he even fucking doing this? So, um, and I just don't think he'll beat Trump. I don't think any of them will, but I've been saying that shit since Trump won last time um, on this podcast. And I'm not saying I'm pro Trump. I just don't think anyone's going to beat Trump. Because no, not in this lineup. They didn't bring a good enough lineup. That's what I, right. I agree. Bernie's got the best chance, in my opinion. Honestly, I think the best thing that's happened, or the part what's happening behind the scenes, you know, there's all these people behind the scenes calling the shots. Rather, Trump's been on their side the whole time, or they've got him since then, and then everyone's like, yeah, Trump's not with them, but really he is, and so they put up people that he's going to beat in the Democratic side so they can let him keep going. Like, you know, they're used to this idea that he was fighting the, the man, so right? So who would be Joe's vice? I think Pete Buttigieg is going to be his vice, okay. if I had to guess. Maybe I read something where he dropped out Klubishar. to go with Joe. Yeah, him and Klubashar or whatever the fucking name was. I didn't Klubishar. know if Hillary might try to slip in there. Maybe. It should be a heartbeat away. You know, because Joe's, you know, yeah, but he's old. Like why would said. he do that? Why would he put his life in danger? Um, That'd be his last uh, kind act to humanity to 
How's that a contact? <laughs> well, to, to, to show them the monster she is, to show oh. the world. I see. To catch I see. her in the act. I don't think anyone ever catch them. Uh, honestly, I don't think, uh, the more I've looked into it, I find it hard to believe that the actual Quins themselves would have, uh, like, be personally to be like, hey, we're going to kill these people. Now, I don't think it's crazy to think the someone that works for the Clinton Foundation's like, hey, it doesn't get past me, but we'll make sure shit's handled, right? But I do find it hard to believe that them two, with everything else they do, are like fucking planning out assassinating people and shit. Well, no, it's not them, but it's their association, like you said. Right. It's people underneath them. Like, I can understand. So, um, someone that they trust like that. to handle shit like that, I guess. But then again, I think that's yeah. just us trying to make it all superhero. It never, it never makes it to them. Right. Maybe not. I mean, they're that, at the top of their food chain. So, anyway, I don't typically endorse, but I'm, it makes sense. I've seen a lot of shit of like, well, like 19 people have been fucking killed. They were going to go to court against the Clinton Foundation. So, I'm like, I understand why people get all fucking weird. Um, so, anyway, politics are getting weird. I feel like I'm going to pretty much not care once it's Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. I don't. I just, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to spend the effort arguing this. I don't know much about Biden. Right. I don't either. Than Healy. I didn't really hear of him doing anything. Obama took all the right i don't like I, for instance i remember al gore done like uh you know his uh, environmental shit right whenever mm-hmm. he was the vice president there and i remember dick cheney was like he would advise over the he iraq war sorry no he shot people he shot a guy in the face oh yeah wait i thought he got shot too no he shot a guy he shot a guy on a hunting trip and said it was an accident oh, yeah. but that's because dick cheney don't give he don't fuck around that's right that's like in our mind we all imagine right. he was uh so he was a fuck up Ah, people claim he knows the master behind this whole like uh, like neo republicanism or whatever the fuck they call it. I don't know. Uh, well, Neocons, that's it. I'll fucking unveil it. Um, well, he's about nine eleven. Watch fucking loose change. Watch documentary loose change, and you'll be like, oh shit, big change by nine eleven, or at least a little bit. Um, what else we got here? Okay, another thing happened in the world. I'm pretty sure you have no idea about any of this, but there's this rapper named Megan the Stallion, which is kind of dumb. Because of the stallion being a male horse, right? Uh, But anyway, she's like 6'3", but attractive, right? So now it's bringing on this whole guy's being like, give me a big old tall girl like Meg Stallion. So it's like, you know, a whole new fetish is popping up. But uh, apparently she signed some contracts when she was 20 years old. And her late record label's screwing her over, right? Like she can't make hardly any money and they keep all of it and all that shit. And so anyway, what's happening on Twitter is uh, all these people are like, this is unfair to her. She didn't know what to do. She was poor at the time. Of course, she signed it, and she was only 20, and she was couldn't right. make the decision, right? And I'm like, wait, I'm not well, necessarily like against a that. Fucking long-ass contract. Right. Well, I'll, honestly, I'll be honest. I don't know. I know a lot of times the issues are 360 deals where they're like, okay, we'll give you a million dollars, but then you got to pay us back a million dollars. So, like, Plus interest we'll, or- we'll give it to you, um, and then whenever you go drop your hit or whatever and you make 100000 you don't get any of that because we already gave you a million, so that goes to us. And then, by the way, we charged you for all your studio time and all the drinks and all the food and all the catering because that – and you have to pay us back. So a lot of people get screwed that way. I don't know the details of hers. My whole thing is a lot of people acting like 20 years old as a fucking child, but again, and I hate the fucking harm shit, when it was like D-Wade's 12-year-old, it was They're like – They're looking at it like it's their only way in. I think right. That, that's their one chance, and they don't have. I don't feel like they think they really have a choice. That's the only way they're going to get their shit out. Right. I'm. I think it's a desperation move. I 100% agree with you, but my point on this is that people on Twitter judging her for being 20 and too young to sign a contract to know what she's doing, but then 
when like D Wade's 12 year old kid or whoever that's a teenager, they're like, well, they know they're smart enough. But a 20 year old <laughs> adult doing something, they're like, eh, she was a young kid. She didn't really know what was going right. on. And it's like, I don't know. I made it, I've got arrested a few times before I was 20. And didn't nobody say, hey, you know what? He was young. So let's not put it on his record. No, that shit's just still there on my record because I was over 18. And that's how shit works. Guess what else I did? Took student loans. I was fucking 20 years old and I was dumb. I didn't realize I had to fucking pay those motherfuckers off forever and never make enough money in the job because that's not how college degrees work. But they're not like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, you were young, so who cares? Fuck that. They're like, make you have to do shit. So anyway, it's just fucking weird. My student loans are paid off. Right, but they had to like forcefully take them from you. They took the last part. I paid and not paid and paid and not paid, and then finally I not paid long enough. Right. Um, so yeah. in like fifty years, someday I'll get them paid off, but oh. we'll see what happens. Anyway, so I just think it's weird. People think twenty years old is too young to make a decision, but then again, they can like go to fucking war. I just think it's just crazy. Twenty years old, they can't smoke a cigarette no more. They, can, <laughs> they, 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 they didn't have time to properly get their mind right. You deprive them of a cigarette that they've been smoking for two years. Right. Could be. Could be. They wasn't in their right mind. They were a nicotine addict before when they were 20. Yeah. Uh, I think she's like way older than 20 now. Again. Um, Anyway, uh, what else is happening? You got anything happening in the world? Fuck in the world? I don't know. I was kind of closed off this week. I just worked. Well, hell yeah. I've been trying to make friends on Twitter, you know, trying to be talkative, How's get people going? to the podcast. I don't know. We've getting some people to give us a listen, say we're all right, but uh, who knows, you know, if they'll stick around and really check us out. Um, all right. I did have my random question for you this week. Oh, we had an email first from your brother. So let's find your brother's email. He said that I misunderstood him in his last email. He said, it's not that, okay, by the way, so Billy is uh, Nunchuck Bill, is what we call him, affectionately, because um, we're assholes. Yes. And we'll get to that in a second. And anyway, that's Snappy's brother. So anyone, there's your catch up. And uh, it says, it's not that I don't like you, even as you say you don't care. I believe that that's the Mosier persona. However, you are correct. We don't know each other well. But being an ass is, however, a Mosier trait. Look at Dustin and Snappy. They are great people, but they are an ass too. Is what I, and I am when I need to be. Well, I mean, sure, my last name is Mosier, but it's not like I'm fucking genetically related. Um, you know, I was adopted, so I don't know if uh, traits come in that way. And I don't think well, my dad's like an you, asshole. Kind of like if you go and uh, spend a, a bunch of time in like Germany or something, you'll pick up on the accent. So you mm-hmm. know, if you spend twenty years there. It's true. It's true. I mean, I think. Uh, I think I am kind of an asshole, but anyway, I, don't, I really don't think of you as an asshole. So that was actually going to be my biggest complaint here. It's like, he says you and Dustin are, I don't know if I'd call Dustin one either. Like, I don't, I've never seen all y'all be like necessarily assholes. Oh, uh, we, I think y'all are ornery, we love if that's poke, the right word. Yes, we love to poke the bear and do like shitty pranks, like me busting in the safety meet today. So right, like, like your brats or what, like, I don't know the right word you yeah. call an adult these things, but like, yeah, y'all are like that. Um, we class clowns. Right, I mean, a little childish times. I don't think of y'all as assholes necessarily. I've been called asshole many, many times. I mean, I have too, but uh, I just—I was just saying—I don't think you come off that way necessarily as an asshole. 
Uh, I, I, I'm a nice guy, but some people either they love or hate me. I see. I see. Um, but, right. I mean, I was just honestly in playing it up the whole Billy doesn't like me thing because this is basically like professional wrestling if y'all don't understand that by now. Like, sometimes you just say stupid shit on a podcast because it's funny. Hell yeah. That happens. So, um, listen, he'll, brother. He'll be he'll be our new uh, email enemy. Yeah, since KV won't fucking fuck around, do anything. Oh, man, he's so scary. His opponent no-shows. I know. I saw that. Uh, so, KV, who came on this podcast back before it was a podcast with Mo, and it was me and Pow Wow, um, keeps trying to fight people, but they keep backing out, which is, it seems like a weird fucking system. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like that can happen. You know, so. he's trying to build his uh, career up, too, but hell, he ain't. everyone keeps backing out last minute, so they can't even find nobody to at that weight to jump in. What you know, they didn't have no prep time. Most people won't take those fights. Some will, especially the ones trying to come up. If they really want to come up, they'll take any fight. Right, that's what I would think. Um, kind of like the other dude you knew that fights in Bellator. Yeah, like I know he lost his last fight and not in a pretty way, but right. he's still like keep fucking going. I ain't gonna fucking yeah. stop. I mean, I've seen I mean. him knock people out too. I mean, right. I mean, so, it was a hell of a knockout. I kind of felt bad for him. I mean, he just got caught and right. Second round, I mean, it wasn't far in the second round. But, right, it was pretty quick, but yeah. But uh, sure. every fight he's been in, like, the, he's the underdog, and he's been coming out victorious like three or four in a row, so he finally took a loss. But. Um, all right, so now my random question. All right. And we can be good, because like I said, Kubi will be on the end of here. Um, let's say in a make-believe world, you know, before we said you had a second girlfriend, or a second wife or whatever. Um, on this one, what is the youngest you would date of someone? So, like, how old are you right now? 39. All right, now I'm 32 at the moment. <laughs> Do the math right. And uh, so, like, let's say you weren't married and you were single or some tragedy happened or whatever. What is the youngest you could possibly date? I would say you can't go younger than 18 if you're oh, trying. Oh, hell no. Right, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> the look in your face. Fuck no. Uh, it would have to be 20 because they'd have to be at least a couple years older than my kids. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, see, I would think I'd have to even go older than that, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe 21. I think also different well, see, people. Some the, people look old. You could get the dumb the dumb cheerleader out of college, you know, and then probably do anything you wanted. Right, but this isn't the second girlfriend scenario this is like you don't have your current wife i know so i'm not getting married again <laughs> oh i see i see um i don't know i don't know what the answer is i'm 32 i'd probably it would be really hard to imagine 21 or younger i would right. think because they just seem i mean no offense but y'all they care about dumb shit they're like no way too much about social media yeah you know like you're probably right but anyway uh what's the oldest you would go 55. See, I say no limit. No limit on the age up. Because there can be perks and benefits. I can't do it. At certain ages. Like the PS5 secured memes, fucking love them at the moment. Oh, I could probably go 59, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but dude, there's... Okay, like Jennifer Lopez is 50. In nine years, she's still... Look pretty good. See, okay, you're talking about the 1% now. <laughs> right, that's true. There's an off chance, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man, you're going to give me J-Lo. I'm going to take that at any age. 88, you know, whatever. Right, right. Um, 
That's true. If you're thinking of the average person around here, that is a whole different conversation. But I would still say no limit, you know? Love knows no age. I know you're not in our genetics, but I got wrinkles coming. Oh, yeah, me too, man. I'm, like, losing my hair and shit. It sucks. So I'm just not ever going to get a haircut again because <laughs> it's going so thin on the top that I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to do the Donald Trump because my hair is already basically like that, and I'm going to just whip it around to cover up my bald spots. And that's my new plan. Whip it around, huh? And Koopy was like, you could just shave your head. And I was like, I don't know. You tried the Rogaine? Uh, no, I haven't done any of that. I could just go, go on like for hymns or whatever that shit is, and they'll just give you testosterone over the fucking computer doctor. Oh, yeah? And uh, apparently makes your hair grow and shit. Oh, so. I take shots because mine's low. Right. I probably should look into some of that stuff, but it doesn't really... Not too much part of my life is too negatively affected, I guess, at the moment. Just a little hair loss. Uh, and my shoulder feels like it's going to fucking fall off. Because if y'all remember a few months ago, I was like, oh, my fucking shoulder hurts. And I didn't go to the doctor, but I never did it, right? So I was like, I'll get better. And I've gotten to where I can only sleep in certain positions. And I still wake up every hour just in fucking agony. And I have to readjust. And then about every morning at 4.30, I wake up and I just sit up and watch YouTube. And that's pretty much what I do in my life in the last few months. So um, if I look more tired or sound more tired, that is why. And then... I was doing pretty good in the last week. It was like, you know what? Not bad. But then the other day, I just fucking reached too far in bed and like fucking re. I think I have a torn muscle in my shoulder. I think's what I what I did. And I think I just retore it. And so now it's like ah, but I can like the nervous pinch because I can feel all the way to my pinky right now. I can feel a tingle there, all the way from my shoulder up here. And uh, it's just like God, this fucking is really annoying. So okay, my final thought for the day is this: thirty year old motherfucker can't call and make a doctor's appointment. He's not growing up enough, and you go let a 12-year-old decide if they want a penis or not. Right. Peace. Um, Unless you're done. Not done. <laughs> no, I mean, that was basically it. I'm just saying, fucking my shoulder really fucking hurts. And uh, I've tried all the pot lotion, you know. I get the fucking expensive-ass goddamn topical lotion that everyone says is the best shit. And I'll be real long. It does very little. Have you got the one at Affordable? No. Affordable, there's supposed to be one that's really good. And over at Paradise, there's supposed to be one called Colorado Code Cream. Okay, we'll look into it. The old man swears by it across the street. Right, well, I think it's because it's nerve damage and not, like, I think right. it's like a pinched nerve. I don't think a pot can do anything to that. Um, right. So I'm like, I, it's fine. I'm going to keep trying, though. You know, it, go, it may just be a chiropractor if they pop something. It might just unpinch. Maybe, maybe. I need to figure out a new new chiropractor. I've said like a million times that I'd never do it. I also haven't made an appointment to get my fucking windows tinted. Um, you know, I'm just... I fucking hate doing, I haven't. I yeah. wish people Mike, could just go on fucking Mike Zachary. internet. Mike Zachary. And you could just make an appointment through the internet so I you never can. have to talk to people. Go on Facebook. Way better. I'm not. We'll see. Um, but anyway. He's, he's the guy to go to. I know, every, I've heard it from like so, eight people. That's the only person in town that... I mean... I'm getting five percent tint, so I can say that in a rap song. <laughs> you know, oh, feel like that'd be hell smart. yeah. Um, all right, well, peace, man. Peace. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail dot com. Perfect. Boom. What up? And we are joined by Koopy. 
Hello. Which means we're talking books. Yay. You didn't make it onto the first week of the month because I had another podcast scheduled. So if anyone thought we missed it. You are in luck. We You did not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so... Are you excited to go over your books for the month of February? Sure, yeah. There were some really good reads. A couple that I'm a series that I've been continuing. So if you heard the first one for January, I'm going to be following up with some books that I started or series that I started then. Hell yeah. Um, What's the first one you read? Oh, okay. The first one I read was the second book in the Fallen Kingdom series, and it's called Rebel Spring by Morgan Rhodes. It's a New York Times bestselling author. Okay. It's YA, which stands for young adult. Yeah, I mean, the cover on this one looks a little generic. It's the same. You really liked the last cover. Oh, You said it was all like Assassin's Creed, like the guy with the two daggers. It was way cooler before. Yeah. I don't know. So, anyway, last time, Assassin's Creed guy with two cool daggers. It's the same now guy. Now it's like a guy in a wizard robe pointing a sword at you. There's still know. a hawk in the background. And yeah. there's a beautiful sunrise coming up over the mountains. I guess. Anyway. I think... That's all I'm here for is to judge books by their cover. <laughs> well, I will agree that it's not as good as the first cover. Right. That's all I'm saying. But I don't think you're you're being fair. I think it's... Decent. I mean, it's a fantasy book. It looks like a fantasy book. Y'all go Google Rebel Spring cover out there. And y'all let well, us first know. look at Falling Kingdoms. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's book two in the series, and it follows three different kingdoms that have gone to war in the first book. Or, well, it's one continent, I guess you would call it, but it's divided into three different kingdoms. And there are other countries and stuff in the world, but there's Three, Aranos, Lameros, and Pelsia, and they've been at war in the first book. And so you have like four different perspectives. You have a princess named Cleona, and I don't really want to give too many spoilers, but there's also a prince named Magnus and his sister Lucia, and then there's a rebel named Jonas. And so Cleo has been held captive by this evil King Gaius and Magnus is his son. And so they're betrothed to be married. You know, you can kind of see where that's going. Right. Magnus's sister, Lucia has come into magical powers. And so she has contact with this other realm called, well, I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, those people there all have magic powers and the mag- they're losing magic in their kingdom. It's like a parallel dreamlike place. Right. Anyway, she's coming into her powers and she doesn't know if they're good or bad. And then we have Jonas, who's the rebel who's been trying to overthrow King Gaius, who has basically killed all the other Kings and is trying to conquer this continent for himself. So you just kind of pick up where all their stories left off in the first book. I really like Cleo and Magnus's storylines. Those are my two favorite Hell yeah. Jonas is a fun personality, but he's very angry. Magnus is very broody. They're all they all have very strong personalities. But I really like it. And I'm already reading the third one in the series. So there are like five or six. Right. So I'll be reading these throughout the year. But I really like them. Well, cool. Sorry I judged on its cover. It says perfect for fans of Game of Thrones, but it's like 
a died down version of it. Right. I mean, because that's one of the only book series I've read, you know, so I'm a little knowledge of Game of Thrones. Not many other books I've read, because I've read a few, are really written like Game of Thrones stories set up and stuff. So whenever someone says something's like it, like any TV show, I'm always like, no, it's not. It's nothing like, like, I don't know. So I'd be interested for if you thought it was, but you haven't read Game of Thrones yet. So. I haven't, because, partially because I watched the show before it was ever right. on my radar as a book. And it was, I was just too deep into the show. You read them all. Yeah. After we watched season one. Yep. But anyway, it's for young adults. So it's a teen series. So Game of Thrones is adult. So there's definitely a lot of differences. Right. CW to HBO. Yes. CW version of Game of Thrones. Understood. Yes. All right. What's the next one? Book number two. I really thought you read that one last. I read the month. I read the first book in January. Oh, okay. So I read Scythe in January by Neil Shusterman. And so the second book I read in the Ark of the Scythe series is Thunderhead by Neil Shusterman. So the last book, because Mo is all about covers, was Red. And right. it had this single scythe on the cover. Yeah, this one looks even cooler because it's green. And there are two. And there's scythes. two of them. So it's like you can tell the second one, sequel. Smart there. Um, if I had to judge a book to read on just the cover so far, the Scythe series seems a pretty cool cover. Yes, I think you would like this series. It's more of a dystopian science fiction. It's not a fantasy series. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it's all basically they got to choose who dies because not everyone. It's like supposed to die. be a perfect world. Like humans have conquered illness and poverty and like the, not and morality. Space travel and colonization, or is it? They do talk a little bit about space, but I think something went wrong, and so they abandoned the mission, deemed it not important, or whatever. I don't I know. See. I don't know. They didn't briefly mention it, but in book one, you're following the perspective of two different scythes who are competing to become, or junior scythes who are competing to become like official. And I can't again give away too many spoilers. But there's also this other element in the story where there's a Thunderhead, which plays into this book. Yeah, a lot I remember more. you mentioned it. And the Thunderhead is kind of like our version of the cloud, except he it is like driven, like it's done so much research, like it's almost. To me, it reminds me a little bit of uh, the game Destiny. There's like whatever comes to Earth or some sphere in the cloud or in the sky that provides everyone with all these powers and information. And shit, he doesn't, so. the, the Thunderhead doesn't provide them with powers or anything like that, but it has researched all of humanity and knows everything about history and all this stuff. And it has, cam the cameras are everywhere. And so it constantly watches humanity. And so the Thunderhead is kind of like the internet or whatever, but it does interact with people. Right. It's like smart internet. Yes. It's a smart house, but it didn't go crazy. Right. It's like morally has a strong moral compass and never does anything wrong. And it constantly abides by these rules. But it's not allowed to interfere with scythe affairs. So it observes everything and it knows everything, but it can't interfere even if it thinks something is corrupt within the scythe world. Gotcha. So the Thunderhead plays a really big part in this book where it was more of like just a side story in the first one. You also get a whole world expansion. <clears throat> you learn that like Texas is its rogue um, 
colony or whatever. They don't have any rules and it's just the Thunderhead tries to stay out of Texas. It's kind of funny. Right. Um, and you have like these unsavories who are people who eat, despite the fact that this is a perfect world, they want anarchy in a way. And so they're always causing mayhem. And so you get the world opens up and it expands and you get a lot more perspectives, new, well, cool. new perspectives. Right. And it has a lot of questions left at the end. So there's a third book, The Toll. So hoping to get some answers. Well, cool. I'm excited. See how that goes. Yeah. And uh, what was the next one here? Looks a little, not, not any more cool pictures on this. Well, this is an Alcrate edition. Okay. And so my edition looks different than what other people would get in the store. I see, I see. So the one that is in the store actually has a really cool cover. Right. There was some controversy over this cover change in the Alcrate community. But my book is signed by the author and it has an exclusive cover. So anyway, it's yeah, called Scavenge it. the Stars. I don't even think I said the title yet. It's called Scavenge the Stars by Tara Sim. And it's a revenge story. It's basically a gender-swapped version of The Count of Monte Cristo. You read a lot of gender-swapped. I mean, it's definitely its own thing, but she goes in disguise as a princess or a countess. Like, I know what the fuck The Count of Monte Cristo is. Oh, come on. Yes, you do. Never in my life. But continue. Explain the scavengers. Sorry. Well, she she ends up... um. Like, she has a terrible childhood. She's sold into, like, child labor, basically. And she's spent her whole childhood on this ship having to work for terrible people. And she ends up kind of, like, at... I'm so bad about not giving spoilers. But she ends up disguising herself as a countess and going back to where she's originally from and seeks revenge over all the people who have basically put her in that original situation of being a child slave. And um, there's a love story. There's some twists that you don't expect, some betrayal, things like that. Um, but it's a quick read, and it is a series. I think there's going to be more in the future. I liked it. Oh, cool. You have... Um, I mean, I don't remember seeing you read that one, but it might just because it was in your cover, your book bow. Well, I didn't have the cover on it when I read it. Oh, I see. It was That's just why. the blue hardback. Um, but you have two different perspectives. So you have Amaya, who is the girl I've been describing, and then there's also this guy named Kayo or Kayo. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but he's like an heir to his father's empire. And so you have his storyline... Um, happening simultaneously and he's kind of learning about you know his life isn't everything he thought it was and he has some issues with being like a party boy or whatever but now it's time to become serious and actually think about his future and stuff like that so you get two different perspectives that obviously intertwine right but yeah it's a revenge story it says it on the back it was a simple word when spoken out loud but it was so much bigger like the hidden city under the atoll it was a word of fire and blood a knife's whisper in the priming of a pistol they would all pay so it's a revenge story cool and then the next one i really enjoyed the name of the title because you showed it to me the other day and it's all i can see so i need everyone to if you have google handy 
to look up the book called Heart of Thorns by what's that? Bree ba- Bree Bratton. Is it Barton? It's- oh, you're right. Bree Barton, B A R T O N. And anyway, it looks like it says Heart of Moms because the way Thorns is is the T and the H looks like a big capital M, and then the R and the N and Thorns looks like an M, and it just looks like it's Heart of Moms. That's all I see, and so it makes me laugh. So anyway, I just want to start off with that. It's Heart of Thorns, <laughs> and it says, uh, subtitle, Trust Your Heart Even If It Kills You. This one is described it's as... It's horrible advice, by the way. Well, if you know, what, if you've read the book, it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> um, it says on the back, a quote from the New York Times, um, a fantastic feminist fairy tale full of love, mystery, sisterhood, and severed hands. Heart of Thorns casts a fierce and magical spell. Yeah, I like that part about the severed hands because that is an element in the story. But you follow this character named Mia Rose who also wants revenge for terrible things that have happened to her. It's all about feminism and revenge. Her mother was killed and so her life's mission has been hunting people with magic powers who are like outlawed. I'm we, You say, Guy Rock, how would you say that? We talked about this. Guy Rock? Guayrock, yeah. Guayrock. Or Guayoc, I don't know. That's what apparently these magical creatures or these magical beings are. I call them the G-Men. If I'm reading, because this is my... They're women. Here's a little secret for everybody. You just change the difficult words to something easy. So when you read it, you just go, yeah, the the G-Guys. Well, her mother was killed by, supposedly, by someone with magical powers. And so she's made it her life mission to hunt down people with magical powers that's kind of like a thing in this world and her father's like the head of the hunt so she was raised as a little huntress but she ends up being announced as a potential bride for this uh the ruler's son he's the prince and so she ends up having to get married to a man that she doesn't love but on the night of the day of their wedding it all goes crazy and the story takes a totally different turn and that's really not what it's about at all so you think that's where it's going and that's where it turns into heart of moms it's a whole different story no you're getting me off track and i don't even know what i'm talking about now but anyway it says mia must untangle the secrets of her own past friends darken into foes and logic begins to fray as do the rules she was always she's always played by if mia wants to survive she must learn to trust her heart even if it kills her she has magical powers right and i can't spoil it but right the heart thing does become a thing but basically they they chop off the hands of people with magical powers so they can't use it yeah hang them in the hall and then they hold candles so they can't use magic out of their nubs well, then they kill them afterwards. Oh. So the hands are just trophies. I see. But spoiler I thought on it was a weapon one. scenario. Like I thought it was like a pro-gun control message. They kill them anyway. Oh, okay. But there's other um, books in this I like series. So th- I've already started the second book in this series, and it's called Tears of Frost. So we have Heart of Thorns and Tears of Frost by Bree Barton. Um, earlier when I mentioned the, you know, calling hard names easy names, 
back in the day, me and Rusty, we both love Final Fantasy Tactics, and there was some character whose name begins with a G, and I don't remember what it is, but we called him Garfield because it was close enough to what his name was. And to this day, I don't know what the guy's name is because I call him Garfield, and I beat that game probably 13 <laughs> times. So. But it's, I bet now as an adult, if you read it, it's probably not that it's hard. It's probably like Gustav or something. Yeah, like. it's probably something very standard. Uh, but anyway. But I really liked this series. I know I didn't describe it well, but it was one that I had on my shelf for like two years. And for some reason... I remember I just, you saying you were pissed that you hadn't read it soon. Yeah, it was for some reason I just kept putting it off. But I really liked it. And so I've been enjoying the second book. Well, cool. I'm kind of spoiling next month's. Yeah. It's a little teaser. <laughs> and the last book I read, which is book number five, is the final book in the Diviner series by Libba Bray, and it's called The King of Crows. So it's book four in the Diviner series. And wow, book four. I mean... So you liked it? I loved it. It was wonderful. I guess I'll just kind of describe book one because... I can't say right, anything about book four. Right. So the whole series is the Diviner series. Yes, right? the Diviner series. And so it's set in 1920s America. And so there's a lot of historical references if you're a historical buff. But it is more of a paranormal story, a supernatural story. And there is this main character that you first start off with in book one is Evie O'Neill. And she's a diviner. She can touch things and read their histories, like memories. And you learn throughout the series that she's not the only person in America with magical powers, kind of like that, that there's a whole group of them. And it's all connected to, like, the eugenics program. They talk a lot about that, kind of like a twist on how that was right. um, a part of American culture. And they are fighting an evil power, the King of Crows, and you learn that pretty quickly in book one. So that's not a major spoiler. And the final book is The King of Crows. So they finally come right. head to head in the last book. And so um, but it's just a really it's like seven different characters that you kind of get different perspectives from. They're all very unique. They have a very much a found family theme so even if you don't have a family it doesn't mean you can't make your own out of friends and they a lot of people a lot of diversity we have lgbt represented you have black you have white you have asian american you have um handicaps or whatever i'm not sure what the pc term is for that these uh, days Handicapable? maybe Sounds capable right. i think is what we say now so sorry if i no offense um but yeah, it so it definitely tries to give everybody a voice. Right. And be very um I think that's cool that she Libba Bray really thought about developing a wide range of characters. Right. They're all very different. But yeah, if you like nineteen twenties and you like paranormal fiction, I really think you would love this series. It's awesome. It's really good. It has poetry mixed in it here and there. Especially this book with one of the characters named Memphis. He writes poetry. Right on. Yeah. It seemed like you liked that one quite a bit. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. So it was, uh, you're at 10 books in the year after two months? That's right. I've read 10 books so far. But in the summer, you should be able to well, I'm hoping pump I can, those up. Hoping I can read at least six in March since I'll have a week off of work. Right. It's 31 days, you know. 
Yeah, and I definitely needed all 29 to get this done. So I'm glad we had a leap year. Some thick ones. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then we've been watching a little bit of TV shows. Um, Like we finished the Love is Blonde show. It's pretty – I don't think it was as good as The Circle. That's my overall opinion, basically. That's the only thing I can judge it. I agree. I think The Circle definitely had like its own thing, whereas Love is Blind, we've – it's basically The Bachelor sped up with one twist at the very beginning. Right. The twist doesn't even last that long. Like, I think it would be cool if they somehow kept it going. Like, maybe the other person met the family, but still hadn't met them. You <laughs> yeah. know, or like, they had to keep going all the way until the day of or something. I don't know. But then again, I guess the sex kept them going after they got to meet for a lot of I'll them, be honest. So. They kind of tease you with this concept of love being blind. Right. Like, you because think that this whole series is going to be them not seeing each other, but it's really just... Like one week. Right. It's them not seeing each other until they decide, all right, I'm tired of not seeing the other sex. I'm going to find one I like so that we can meet and have a little honeymoon or whatever. Anyway. So basically um, the whole show is based on can you have a good conversation with somebody. Right. Or And a date. It's not about. Or like, can you, is that enough to figure it out basically? Right. Can you tell off one date? Because one guy claims he fell in love the first time he heard her say hey. And it's like, well, that was, that's stupid. There's no way. I don't think there's any way you could follow with someone off a of, hey. Well, clearly you're desperate if you're on the show or you're just looking to make it to the next level. Right. So anyway, that's our little take there. And then I was going to touch real quick on we've been rewatching Halt and Catch Fire, which we watched it when it aired because we love Mad Men. And it was like their show after Mad Men where it was kind of like a period piece and good drama and good actors. And I really liked it at the time. And I, I think it's just still really good. I think it's underrated. I don't think anyone talks about it. I think a lot of the characters are annoying. That's what me and you complain about a lot. But They're the, all very selfish. But the actors are good, and the overall story is good, but there are some annoying characters. That's how I kind of feel about it. Yeah, and there's definitely moments where it's like, why are we even following this character? And you're like, oh, because they're a genius. Like, everyone's also just a genius. Right. Boz is the only one that's awesome because he's like a normal guy, but still successful. I guess he's a genius in his own way. Um, the Boz character is one of the best characters on any shows. I yeah, say I don't that. know the actor's name, but he's phenomenal. Yeah, very good. So anyway, if you haven't watched Halt and Catch Fire, there's like three or four seasons of it. And we are just finished season I two, I think. four, yeah. And so um, anyway, that, so that was a pretty good rewatch. And then, you know, because we're always looking for shows to rewatch. I'm rewatching Grey's Anatomy. I haven't watched that since high school, since it aired. I, I thought I was going to go my whole life without having to see that on the TV owned, but here we are. <laughs> sorry. Well, I'm sorry to offend, <laughs> but I only watched the first few seasons as they aired, so I probably won't finish it. Once all my favorite actors leave, I'll probably phase it out, but maybe it'll stay good. I don't know. I mean, I would like to enjoy a hospital show. But I try to watch Scrubs about 12 different times. I love Scrubs. And I can watch Scrubs like when I was just, like if it was just a rerun on TV, that's fine. But when it got to like when everyone started binge watching stuff, and I was like, all right, let's binge watch Scrubs. I just couldn't do it that way. I think it's funny. So Definitely maybe I, funny. maybe if they re-put it on something, I'll give it a shot. But last time it was on Netflix, I know I was not, not good. Um, and then I have to get Hulu back again because... There's all kinds of shows coming on that we got to catch up on. I don't yeah. remember what, but I saw a few the other day. So Yeah, this this summer we'll probably get it for sure. Yeah. 
But this weekend, I have some fun plans. Oh, yeah. What are you doing this weekend? I'm going to a book festival, and it's for, like, teens, I guess. I'm a teenager at heart. Yeah. Um, it's the North Texas Teen Book Festival. So it's really the only one in our region that's in a, like, manageable drive. So I've never really gone to an official book festival, so this will be kind of my first but there's going to be a ton of authors there signing books. Some big names like John Green, for example. Oh, what? John Green. John Green will be there uh, along with a lot of others. And so Libba Bray, she'll be there. You can get your take your book to get signed? I think so, yeah. Uh, my friend is going with me and she said she would take two books for me. And so I could take, so I could get the whole series signed. Hell yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. And you can go online and sell it. No. Makes a moolah. I have quite a few signed books at this point. Your mama. Um, somebody will get that reference of what just happened. See, I said moolah and the way Wilder Valmarana. What the fuck his name was? From Wil- that, that 70s show? Wilder Valmarana. Is that right? <laughs> I don't think that's it. <laughs> I know I put you on the spot. Are we talking about Fez? Yeah, okay. Fez. <laughs> and then he had that show, Your Mama, on yes. MTV. It, it was, was like. Dumb. Yes. The moolah. He always had his little phrases. I don't remember that part, but I do remember the show. But on your mom. Anyway, I'm excited for the book festival <laughs> and was hanging out for the day with my friend talking about books. Yeah, I'm going to spend that whole day making beats probably. Cool. So, I don't know. We're both doing the things we love. Faux show. All right. Well, thanks for coming on and talking about books. And we'll have you back on next month, of course. I'll we'll try to do better next time. Thanks for listening. Doing better. <laughs> you do great. We I feel about? like I did a poor job explaining those. Oh, I think you do, you do just fine. Part of it is, is series are hard. Right. It'd be like, if you wanted me to describe the third season of Halt and Catch Fire, I'd be like, okay, well, first you got to know yeah. about the, the first two seasons. I understand. Uh, but, you know, it makes it seem like we're a more educated podcast. Uh, we gave us some variety. I had someone the other day ask me what your podcast about, and I was like, you should guy probably listen to it because who knows? What it depends on which one you listen to. It depends on what it's about. The so book ones are the best ones. Yeah, I know Brad, I'm sure, still thinks the book ones are the best. I think he said that jokingly, but thanks, Brad. If you're listening, I appreciate the support. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, peace.
Here the Mo makes beats.